everybody, and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. I recently heard a talk, an underground talk actually, from Michael Singer about negating nagging needs. And I wanted to break it down for you and share some insights in this week's episode. I originally recorded this for our Project You class, so you may hear them chime in with comments here and there. Uh, it was a live kind of session, so it was pretty fun. And again, if you're interested in looking at Project You, our year-long transformational coaching program, you can head over to our website or apply at adamhergenrother.com slash project dash you. Enjoy the show. The reality is, is that none of us have any needs. There is no needs there is, if you want to say that food and water and sleep uh, are your needs, then you can have that, right? We're not talking about that, right? Everyone, there is no needs though. So then the, the, the real question, but people like to go, well, I need needs, I need this. And the reality is, is none of us on this call or most people that we interact with on a day, we actually need less of what we're having. We need, we need to sleep less, we need to eat less, right? Those type of things. So it's those needs is not what we're referring to. And the reality is when you think about a nagging need and where they come from. So if you think about the body, for instance, and we've done this before. If you break, for instance, one of my, I shared yesterday on the CEO call, one of our top framers yesterday uh, broke his ankle in half. It literally was hanging off to the side. He fell on the ice and he came down sideways and his ankle was hanging three quarters. And he is screaming like, you know, he's just, he's in a lot of pain and, and they had to cut his boot off and he was, they had to put him out to reset his entire, his, his thing. But anyway, so when you're, when you have a, when your body is in, has a problem, right? When the body has a problem, it signals pain, right? <laughs> We're moving on a minute. So the body signals pain. And so, you know, this, like whether yesterday I was running and my hamstring all of a sudden, it actually was funny. I was reading and thinking about this conversation that we have today and my hamstring started hurting. I'm like, man, this really hurts. Actually, the first time in a while I had to slow, I actually had to stop and walk the mile home, partly because I learned that if I, I, in my younger days, I may have pushed through that and may have hurt myself for a lot longer. So I just said, I'm going to, I'm going to take this, even though it wasn't, it was like negative two hours freezing. I said, I'm just going to walk and maybe I'll just enjoy the walk. So anyways, I just kind of let that go. But anyways, my body. I felt this, you know, this pain here, or Chris had this pain in his ankle. When you have a pain in your body, your body alerts you. It says something's wrong, Mia, right? Something's wrong, Amy. Something's wrong, Josh, right? So your body, so you go, okay, I need to do something about this, right? If your leg, if you're, if Chris broke his ankle and he's there, he doesn't just go, okay, my ankle's broken. Now I'm going to get into a relationship with somebody that can carry me everywhere I'm trying to go, right? That's it. In the reaction is you, you've heard it and you, you, there's a compensation that happens for a need. So again, in your physical body, if you, if you hurt my hand, when I hurt my hamstring, I instantaneously, my body started shifting. I could feel this, started compensating on my right leg for the fact that I had this pain in my left leg. And it was just such a, a great example. And maybe that's why it happened. And I was like, man, I'm compensating already. I'm running different instantaneously, my body has instantly shifted. So that's compensating for this weakness over here, right? And that's why people that have injuries, they go for very long period of times, you have to do rehab to get it back into normal condition. So in this case, the body, right, has a signal of a pain, it compensates, it adjusts for it, and it finds another alternative. And so that you start using your other leg differently. Well, then we fix the problem in our body, because we go, we go to a doctor, we rest it, we walk, you get put out so they can reset your ankle, whatever the, the issue is that's actually there. There's a, there's a practice, your body hits it, it compensates and you adjust for it. Well, our astro bodies, for as smart as our physical bodies are, they're, they're, your body is, is you know, um, 
is owned by nature, right? Your body is owned by nature, right? You're not, but your body is. And so your, your body is where your astro or energy body um, is the same way. We just don't see it as such. As an example, like our astro or energy body, when a, when there is, when there's something lacking, and we've talked about this before, really what's lacking is energy, right? There's just that when energy is flowing through you, there's nothing that you need. There is actually nothing that you really need. When you are in, think about the time that you were madly in love or something was just going so amazing. You felt like the highest you've ever felt. Somebody comes to you and says, Hey, what do you want to do today? I don't care. Doesn't matter, right? You're just, you're filled with this energy from inside, right? Well, what happens is the minute we start blocking things, because remember energy or Shakti or whatever you want to refer to it as can't get sick. It can only be blocked. It can't be broken. You can't break water. You can't make water sick, right? It just, it's keeps flowing. Now it can change form. It can freeze or you can displace it or change it or block it. But you can't, it's the same way with your energy. When your energy is flowing, you can't actually, you can't hurt it. You can't, you can only block it. And that's what you do. So you're blocking energy. So then what happens from this fact that you've actually taken the, the, your astro energy body that's naturally flowing like a river and you start damming it up, right? And we've talked about why that happens before. So where do these nagging needs come from? Well, your astro body instantly says, I need to alert you that there's something wrong, that you're blocked, that there is not a full cycle of things that are flowing. The energy is not flowing through you, just like you have an energy that's not working well with your body. So what happens is when the energy is flowing through you and it starts to get blocked, blocked more, your, your astrobotogy can actually think, whereas your physical body can't. And it goes, there's something wrong here. And you go, oh, yes, there is something wrong here. So instead of fixing it, you go, let me compensate for it. Let me adjust for it. So you instantly recognize that there is an issue with the fact that you're, you're not okay. The energy is blocked. And instead of fixing it, you go, I'm going to go and find a car. Because you, when you remember when your energy is blocked or in its in your shakti is blocked, you start to feel hollow. You can feel shallow. You can feel, um, uh, you know, just a. You feel depressed. You feel all those different negative emotions, right? You can feel those emotions differently. That's your signal from your astrobotogy of saying there's something for you to work on here. And instead of actually working on there, you have this whole other part of you that's the egoic level that can think and goes, all right you've asked me what's going on that's wrong and I'm going to, I'm going to find a solution for you. And the mind always goes outside, never inside. So this is becomes our problem, the trap that we find into the minute something starts to unfold that you're, you recognize that you're blocked. You go to the mind. Cause that's what you do, right? You go to your mind to solve your problems. Every one of us does, right? Every one of us goes to our mind first. And if you don't think so, just next time you have a problem, you go to your mind and you ask it for the answer, right? So it's not the mind's problem right? You instantaneously, as things unfold every day, you go to the mind, looking for the mind to give you the answer. Now, there are times in a place that you want to do that, but not how to run your life, right? Not what you want out of life. Because then what it does, it goes, all right, Adam's asking me what I want to do here. He's, I can feel this and it feels lack. I know what, I know what actually releases the energy. He needs to go make some more money or he needs to go buy this, or he needs to go get in this relationship or this person, and you go, yeah, that's right. And just the hope that something's going to change increases your actual energy because the mind is what's actually, the egoic level of you is actually blocking the reason why you're not full in the first place. 
So you go to it, it already knows how it can release. So in a certain accent, a certain aspect, it starts to release the energy just by coming up with the idea. That's why it feels good to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go find this thing. Right. And it's, it works for a short period of time, doesn't it? The minute you go out and you actually get something and you actually, something starts coming in, you instantaneously start to realize, well, as soon as I get it, the mind says, this is wonderful and you've got it. It, it opens up and you can feel it. But then the minute that starts to go away, you start to feel that same lacking. So we've, we've keep catching ourselves in this web over and over and over again. So these needs that we have in our life actually come from your astro energy body, trying to let you know that you're not okay inside. And so instead of actually directly dealing with the problem, we go and we compensate outside or externally with people, places, and things and trying to rearrange them to make them okay. So I don't actually have to do anything. It's the same example. If you broke your, your ankle and instead of actually going to get it fixed, you just hired somebody to carry you around. They get you every place to do the same. That's what we're doing with our lives though. So our, and our energy body is, is wants to flow. So naturally it's trying to communicate to you. It's actually trying, it's trying to figure out a way for it to actually get rid of itself. Except for when we do is when this starts to happen, we actually don't see it as such. And we listen, we go to the mind and ask for how we do it. And the mind goes, well, I know it's worked before and I know what to do. And it tells you to go do something. When's the last time the mind has has basically told you to let go of itself? (laughs) It doesn't. The mind will never tell you to do that. So it always, because it would lose itself. So we go to that and it starts to kind of, trend this way. So a need is actually a sickness. A need of anything, even urges are where the same ways of pains are. They're just, it's a sickness. And what we do is in our society, when we say, Hey, I'm feeling lack. I'm not feeling good. Somebody goes, Oh, you should go do something. You should go on vacation. And I'm look, I'm not knocking any of these things. They're wonderful. Right. I'm just we're talking on a deeper level and you go, Oh, you should go get into another relationship or you should go make some more money or you should go get that new job over there. That's going to make me feel better. And we get on this whole thing and you get it. And everyone has experienced those things, gotten what they're looking for and then realize it doesn't work. It's the same thing. I just, I just get through this one financial thing, but just get through this one move. I just get to this week or if I just get to this day, if I can just get this one deal done, this thing's going to, it's everything's going to be perfect. <laughs> it doesn't work. Does it? And so instead of compensating for what we're trying to actually deal with and working at the root, well, or, or instead of compensating, we actually start working at the root, which you realize that I, am de- I have a dependency on these needs. And that's why needs are such a problem. And they're nagging because they're always there. They're never going to lose. They're not going to leave. So these nagging needs are always nagging you because you become dependent on this. You know, if, if you you know, people get into relationships to meet each other's needs. It's like, that's the wrong, that's the one why people have such problems with relationships in business and in personal lives. Now we'll talk about how you handle that in business and in personal lives. There's a difference, but when you get, this is why people, when they were in relationships and you need something from somebody, you become dependent on them. And most of us in the beginning want somebody who's dependent on them because it makes you feel powerful. It makes you feel superior. And then all of a sudden you realize, but then when you try to we're all adults here. At some point in time, you wake up and realize that like, I want to go do something else. I love being around this person. Amazing. You can't go anywhere. And you're like, I got to go. And somebody says no to you. And you go, wait, hold on. You just said no to me. And then all of a sudden you start to realize that I behave, become dependent, or this person is dependent on getting energy from me. Let me back up. So the reason why people do this is part of what this is when you're, you're compensating, you're trying to get energy from something else. I missed that point. Right. So when you're, when you're, when you're, 
when your astral energy body is saying something to you and there's an urge or a hollowness that's there, you go, how can I fix this? And you go outside and it works. You can get energy from somebody else. You can get it from something, right? You can get it from just this laying out the hope of that, which is why I don't think hope such as is a really spiritual term is hope. And that implies that something's wrong with me now. And it's going to be better in the future. Instead of that could be the case. That may be the case. That's wonderful, but it still doesn't, that still means you're taking yourself out of the current moment. So you try to get energy from these other pieces, which makes you dependent. There's no difference than running around looking to get energy from work, looking to get energy from people, looking to get energy from relationships. than there are as somebody that's running out and getting the same addiction from a drug. There is no difference. Nobody will talk to you this way, but this is, this is the problem that we've, we've done. Now, we'll get back, we'll circle back to, there's nothing wrong with building business and all those different things. We're going to we'll circle back to that. But at the deepest level, when you become dependent on getting energy from your kids or getting energy from work or getting energy from a person, you are now dependent on that. And the minute that leaves, you've now... And you get scared from losing it. It's why when people make money, they make money and they have this money and all of a sudden they have it in there. Now they got it. Now they're scared to get rid of it or they can't have it or how they maintain it. Or I get this house or I get this car. I got this thing. Now I'm worried that I got to maintain this thing. Or now you start because you're now dependent. Anytime you're dependent on something, there's going to be a fear associated with that, that you're going to lose it. And so this is the trap that we've got ourselves into instead of dealing with the root of why you're not okay in the first place, which is where a yogi really works, right? You actually wake up and say, how do I go compensate for this outside? So I don't have to deal with this today. And we just keep doing this over and over and over again. And that's why they become nagging needs. And that's an iteration of that is because it literally is, is you, you are literally, they, they, they're constant. They just don't go away. And so when we, when we think about it from that angle, what can you do, right? Instead of going out and compensating for that, what is the alternative, right? Which is really where you want to be, which is you're asking yourself the question of is, well, why am I not okay in the first place? Now, look, there's nothing wrong with having a relationship. There's nothing wrong with sharing a relationship. There's nothing wrong with actually getting energy from a relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with getting energy from your business, Understand the slight difference, though, and I hope you do, the slight difference between taking energy and sharing energy with other individuals and what you're doing, whether that's a relationship or a business. They're two totally different things, but they're so close. Each one, one you come into, you're sharing energy. The other one, you're looking for a dependency to take it in order to feel good. This is why everyone walks around so afraid of everything. Because you become dependent on everything else outside of you instead of the one thing that can actually give you what you're looking for, which is inside of you. So we've now created a dependency on needs, which is why needs are a sickness. They're a disease. They are. When you need something, I don't care what it is, that is a dependent and that is a disease. If somebody needs a drug, you instantly say, well, of course, they're, they're drug addict. They need drugs, right? Well, if you need energy to feel good, then you're, it's the same process. It's the same dependency. And you can just see it as clearly as that. And so it's like, if you need money to feel good, there's a problem there. If you need your kids to love you more than anything, that's a problem there. It means that there's something wrong with you. Remember, there's intimate partnerships, there's business partnerships, there's kids, there's cars, there's all those things. They have nothing to do with you. And that's the point. They're completely separate. They have nothing to do with you. You are you and everything else is everything else. 
They have nothing to do with you, but you've made them all about you because you have a need. And that need, understand what the need is. The need is energy because you're not whole and complete. All I mean by that is that you don't have a, a river of joy flowing through you, right? Or just waking up with this tremendous amount of joy and energy running through you. You therefore go out and say, I know how to temporarily get energy so I feel okay. And this is, we spend our entire lives now focused asking the mind how we temporarily go out and get energy. And that's where we spend our entire time on, isn't it? Every time we get it, we get a little bit of energy. We come back and go, all right, that worked. It's gone now. What do I need to go down? I need to go grow my business bit more. If I grow up bigger, if I just get to this next place, if I just get to, if I just have one more kid, or if I just get to this next phase, if I just get rid of this one investment property, if I just get into this one deal that I have to get through, everything's going to be fine. Well, we've all been in one of those situations millions of times in our lives. Is it fine after? <laughs> in fact, if you just say, I need to get in this relationship and you go find the perfect person, they're amazing and they love you forever. And they're just, they're nothing but love for you. And, and it's like, I, it's all I ever need is this person. How long does that work for? <laughs> Seriously, you know, you, you're in love with a person and at some point it just, it starts to become a need and then it becomes in a, in a whole or different type of relationship. So there's ways that we can approach them. We can talk about what to do, but just understand why needs are a disease in the first place. It's because you are not filled with energy at the full level. So therefore, the only way that you're going to do it is compensate just like the body compensates and you go out and you try to get energy from something. That is a goal. That is a person. Typically, we do it through people, right? Because it actually works. It works. Just like if you're not feeling good when you're coming down from drugs, going to take more drugs feels good doesn't it? You ever stop smoking cigarettes and, and all of a sudden, if you're like, how do I make this feeling go away? And you go smoke a cigarette, you'll feel better for a moment. But understand that's what we're doing with our lives. When it comes to needs, it's the needs are only a reason. They're only a byproduct of you not working on you, not being fully you, not allowing that to, to go. And we'll, we'll get there. How do you do that? But understand that the reason why you have these needs and, and nobody naturally has needs. Again, earth, water, food, sleep, shelter, all that stuff. Let's check that box, right? It's actually why if you look at most of the kind of lauded masters in the world, they were very transitory. They were actually single because they saw everybody as you see your child. Imagine if you walked around, most of us have kids. Imagine if you walked around with the same care and candor and love to everybody as you do your kids. What would that look like? Right? And I'm not saying you just explore that. Like it's, it's the reason why like Jesus Christ or the Buddha, I mean, they had a family left them and, and many other Teresa, right? I mean, you could just, you can list plenty of them. They were Maharshi, right? They just, they didn't have anything like in the, my favorite, one of my favorite poems, which again, we've, we've shared before. It says it basically it's in, it's one of the lines of the Gita. If you haven't read the Gita, it's good. And in there, I mean, essentially, and I think it's one of my favorite passages in there. It essentially says this, it says, how do you Krishna, uh, Krishna is asking Arjuna, like, how do you recognize a spiritual man? Like somebody who's a yogi, if you will. And they say, enjoy, he's not overjoyed. In sorrow, he's not oversorrowed. When goodness comes, let it come. And when it departs, it departs. 
And when darkness comes, they let it come and they depart when it departs. He's a stranger, a sojourner in the midst of the qualities of nature. And just like all the rivers and the streams of earth come pouring into the oceans, they leave the ocean just as it was, never overflowing or overstepping its boundaries. And that's the same kind of senses of what you are. You're allowing everything to pour in, but never overstepping that boundaries. And remember, there's a, in the third Zen patriarch, it says one of the most, I think, powerful lines uh, in spirituality where it says, the great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. This is the great way. It's the opening line. The great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. However, make the slightest distinction between heaven and earth, and they will be completely in opposite directions. Meaning that if you make the slightest distinctions, and then the Buddha, who we've all know who he is, has the conversation of saying, all of life is suffering. And the reason why it's suffering is, is all of life is expectation, all of life is suffering. And the reason why it's suffering is because there's a need. There's an expectation or a need. That's why people suffer is because there's a need and it can never be satisfied that way. So just like the body lets you know that there's something wrong and you fix it, when your energy body, which is what you're after anyways, you have to understand that, right? You're all after the energy that feels good, aren't you? Everybody was. That's the only reason why you do what you do is because you think it's going to make you feel good. If, If you felt like shit by making a million dollars, you wouldn't go do it. If you felt the worst you've ever first in hollow and you did that every time you made money, you wouldn't go after money. The reason why you, you're going after money for most of us, right, is because it, it's, you're expecting it to make you feel good. And so there's a need for it, dependence to make you feel good. But I always go back to why don't I feel good anyways, then go make the money. <laughs> and that's the starting position of being and doing. First being, which means that I'm going to first understand why I'm not okay and then be okay and then do everything in the outer world. That means build a business, make billions of dollars, make millions of dollars, make thousands of dollars. It's irrelevant. Actually, it's nothing to do with you. But we get so caught up in needing things that everything has, we have got to hit things. There's nothing wrong with laser focused on goals either. The Gita talks all about that. Many people have. It's, it's got nothing to do with not being laser focused on goals. If you're in real estate and you're in business, yes, then set goals. They're wonderful. But if you need that goal or you need that thing to enhance who you are, i.e. get the energy from it, then you're now dependent on the external world always. Instead of recognizing that I don't want to be dependent on that world anymore. I don't want to be dependent on things having to happen that makes me feel good or bad. I want to actually just feel good and then interact with everything that life is doing, which is up and down and different things. And again, of course, you can have preference, but it's light. If somebody says, hey, and my kids and I are having this conversation on the way down today about preference and needs, and they, sa- they said, well, would you rather be sunny or snow? And I said, if I had the choice, I, I'd rather have it be, be snowing and we have a lot of snow and we could ski. That would be wonderful. However, the difference is there's zero energy behind that. As if it doesn't snow, I'm not it doesn't bother me one way or another. If I said everybody right now is, hey, you guys should see the way this branch is over here on this tree. I don't think you guys would have liked it. Not one of you got pissed off from that. You just didn't care. So there's, I mean, how about the, the sandstorms on Saturn right now? Who's offended by it? What about this earthworm that's over here that, you know, seven, <laughs> that's seven feet underground that just had a baby? Does anybody care? 
So the point is there's 99% of things, there's the nature of things that are happening that you don't actually care about. You're in what's called the state of equanimity over it. You're in the state of equity. You actually just don't care. Then you're actually able to interact with it. You don't care what's actually happening three towns over or even three states over or what's happening over in places unless it offends you. And so the reason why there's a handful of things that take your energy away or make you feel the way you do is because you've become dependent on those things to give you your energy. And if they get taken away from you, then it feels even more hollow. So then you work to make sure that you maintain all of it so nobody can touch that ever. And so we end up getting caught in this massive dependency on something happening. And that's why we fear death. We fear death because we think something's gonna be taken away from you. Well, if you just wake up and realize I'm gonna die anyways, look, just be real with yourself. This physical body will die, period. Just understand, okay, great. Start there and move on forward. And people fear death because they fear a future feeling that they don't have, which is only egoic or mind-based. And if there's not a need, then you don't need to live longer. Now, look, it doesn't mean you go find it or it doesn't mean you don't want to or do the things to stay living longer. It just means that you don't need it because you're looking for that feeling at some point in time. You already find it and then you live your life. Then you build your business. You do all these different things. I just want you to talk at the, at the level that we can of why you have a need in the first place. And that need comes because you're not full of energy. And just, you all know this when you think about the, the first time or the last time that you were madly, deeply in love. I mean, really like head over heels. Did it really matter how much money you had? Seriously, you, it would be fun to have more money, wouldn't it? That's the whole point. But you were, did it care where you didn't even have left or did those things? No, because you're just so energized. You can feel that. So then the question goes back, well, why don't you feel that every day? And then we get accustomed to it. And then the mind stops being shocked enough by it. And so it needs something to shock it. That's why when, when you're a child, every time you walk in the door, your child comes running over to you and gives you a big hug. At some point, it starts to go away because they start developing a different type of need. And that's, but that's why dogs are different. Dogs don't ever do that. They don't ever lose that. They don't ever lose the fact that when they see you, they're so excited to see you. It's like the first time they're seeing you. And so the mind starts developing this entire ego sense of needing things. And what they start to need is they need, right? They need to be more shocking. And so the mind goes bigger and better and more always because it has to shock it more. And so once the mind starts getting accustomed to whatever it is, it gets, there's no more shock. There's no more energy release. So then it goes and needs something bigger. It's why you become a billionaire than a four billionaire because you just keep trying to do something larger. Or whatever that is, that principle that's there. If you're, you know, if you're taking care of your kids and all of your energies and your kids, you just start trying to be a better mom and better mom and better mom because you need something to shock it because you've come dependent on those things. So just be aware that you've become dependent on these things that are outside to give you what you're feeling. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't or contribute to your energy. Again, that's wonderful. Nobody's taking that away. But if you come into something not feeling expectation to get it to fill you up, you're dependent. How many times we can say that? So then a need becomes nagging constantly. Urges and drives are not natural. There's a physical urge that's different, but the need urge only arises because the mind goes, 
look, I'm not getting what I have because the, because the egoic level or the mind controls your energy. At least if you're bought into it and Velcro to it, it controls your level of energy. That's why when the mind says, you know, Josh, if you go out there and just get this, man, it's going to be amazing. And you go, yeah, you're right. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. And you've convinced yourself. Now you you just feel better. Now, you've, now you're focused. That's your entire life now dedicated there. And then you go get it and you feel good for a day or an hour. And all of a sudden the mind's like, well, what's next? And then you go, okay, you need to go, oh yeah, you know what? You need to go over here and do this. And that's just how we play our lives. So along the way, there's some things that you can do, right? So when the, as a technique, the next time the mind says, oh, I really need that boat. You can say, I don't need that boat. I don't need that boat. I mean, you'd be amazed. You can train dogs. You can train a human. I'm serious. You'd be amazing at what you can do when you train a human. Because again, there's a, the, the, there's the human body, right? And then there's you. And so you can train the mind. So next time the mind says that you need to go do something, you just say the opposite. And you can, and I like to do it with things that are very deep, like, oh my God, I can't have my wife leave me. And you go, oh, that's, I'd be fine with it. And your mind, your mind freaks out, just freaks out. But what's the alternative? Let's just look at that. What's the alternative? This is what people say. Well, I can't have that happen. I can't have that happen. I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to do this. So then you're, you know, you're in a, instantly you're in a fearful situation. You understand the difference there. What's the alternative? And that's what the language you're using. I can never have that. I can never have something happen to my kid. That can't happen. Well, that, well then you're now in a fearful situation of every time your kid wants to do something, you're going to come back to that. Instead of, you know what? It could happen. You just, you just neutralize the mind instead of it taking you down, creating these dependencies or these needs that continue to show up. I need to protect my kid. I can't have him do this. And every, now every decision you make is going to be around that. I can't have my business lose money. Whatever it is, oh, well, that'd be fine. We'd learn a lot if it did. By the way, that's happened to me. It's probably happened to most of us. You lose money, you're still there. You still wake up the next morning. You go, great, I can learn a lot from this. Great, I can, what did I learn? But your mind won't let you do that because again, it's one, it's to keep you there. So one of the things you can do along the way is you can always neutralize the mind. Every time it says that it needs something, you can just say the opposite, it's not needed. And you'd be amazed that it actually works. If you do this for a week straight, you'd be amazed at how well it works. I need to close this client. I need to have this drink. I need to have this, this ice cream or whatever it is. Yeah, again, you can ask the question, what's wrong with this moment, right? But you can just always say the opposite of what it is. So I want to talk about needs at the kind of that level of why we actually have them. And the reason why we have them is not normal. <laughs> Does a dog or a cat have any needs? Now, look, again, I'm just, there's nothing wrong with things. But if you play this game your entire life, you're never going to get outside of it. It's like if there's three hamsters running on a hamster wheel and you're all running on it thinking you're getting somewhere, it's literally what people are doing. Until the one hamster goes like, I'm getting off this thing. And they get off this thing and literally look back and the, and the hamster's going, Joe, Joe, you're going to miss it. You're not going to get there. And you're sitting there watching them spin. And they're like, dude, you, and they believe that they're getting somewheres. We've all done this enough to realize that all of us are on that hamster wheel, just keep spinning, thinking that this next thing that we do is going to be the end all. It's going to be it. 
oh man, if I just go have a kid and I'm just a father or I'm a mother, that's it. It's going to be perfect. Well, having kids is a lot of work. And it's very difficult. It is a wonderful experience, but it's very difficult. And it's not going to bring you Shakti pot or it's not going to give you your full energy. It's not. I just had this. And again, you see the mind just do this constantly. And it always is trying to get you dependent on something because that's where it owns you instead of actually working at the root. Because when you work at the root and you get rid of it, you know what happens? There is no more ego. At the ultimate level, there is no ego because then you're in a state of equanimity. You actually walk around when things don't bother you. You know, when, when something ceases to offend you in the old way, you've grown. And that's that example that people have sometimes when something ceases to offend you in the old way that it used to, then it's you've, you no longer are bothered by it. We've talked about that at the personal growth level. And so then you're, you're thinking then, okay, well then how do I go about my day? Right? Like, that's like, what do I do? Right? Like, okay, I get it. I understand it. All of you at some point, by the way, recognize the truth in some sort of what I'm saying. There's a truth that recognizes, otherwise you wouldn't be here. You just wouldn't, there's so many people would be like, I don't, I'm going to go get that. Even if it's for a little bit, I don't know what Adam's even saying or what anybody else is saying doesn't make any sense at all. I'm going to go after this. So there's, and that's fine, right? Everyone's just at a different evolutionary period, but you you recognize some truth to this, that it just doesn't work. Having a need and going after that need works temporarily at best. And so then you go, well, then how do I fix this? And what you, then that's where you should spend all of your time. Go through life and spend all of your time there. If you just got there, that's a wonderful place, which means I'm going to wake up and ask every moment, why do I feel like I need this? Just you become a, you know, a yogi is somebody who's just aware. There's different levels of that, but they recently, you just wake up and you're aware. You're aware that there's a need. You're aware that you're, there's an urge or desire to go do this. The, the reality is what you do is that you can actually pause behind all of that and you just watch it. And that's the work. You can neutralize it, which we gave examples of, which you can do in, in the moment, but then you just get behind all of it. You know, um, this morning I was doing a presentation for a group and, and they asked, and, and the lady who asked me to come on asked me, she said, you know, I've got to know you pretty well, Adam. And she's like, from out of the stuff that you run and the challenges that show up in your life, you're always just so calm. Like, how is that even possible? And that's the reality of what it is, is this, is that I just, I don't, there's not a need. And this isn't about me. I'm just giving this an example. I just wake up. I'm not needing any of this. Now I get, now, trust me, there's times that I become unconscious and I get full force and I have to pull myself out of it. I'm not perfect, but I just don't wake up and life. I don't take myself that seriously. It's going to be over quickly. And so I just want to enjoy what I'm doing while I'm doing it with all of you. And so therefore, I'm not going to get caught up in the need for something to be a certain way for me to be okay. Because if you play that game, you'll play, and you, you say, oh, I don't really do that. Well, that's the mind saying you don't do it. You do it with everything everything from kids to money, to business, to jobs, to social media as we get caught in this dependency. So again, so how do we get out of this? You just become aware first, become aware. That is the step out. It's a step off the treadmill. 
say, I'm going to, I'm not going to play this game anymore. I've seen through it. I've had plenty of relationships. They're wonderful. I've made plenty of money before. That's wonderful. I'm not going to play this game. That's your first thing. You just, you just commit to that. Not going to play this game. I'm going to still go live and build and have fun, but I'm not going to play this need game anymore. I'm not going to be dependent on something happening outside that controls my level of joy. And when you're there, by the way, you are now free. And you want to talk about the word freedom? Everyone wants freedom. There's only a relative freedom. Financial, financial wealth is a relative freedom, folks. It's a relative freedom. Everything is a relative freedom unless you're free from you. The true source of freedom means that you're free from you, which means that you're walking around, still plenty of challenges, still active in the world, but not needing anything to go a certain way for you to feel okay. It doesn't mean that you still don't need things to happen in business. Understand that there's a difference. That's why if somebody if they says, well, what would you prefer? I, great. It'd be wonderful if it's sunny out in a certain temperature every time. That's wonderful. But I don't need it to be. There's a difference. You, I hope you can understand that you can use conversation or context to have preferences. I'd, I like to wear certain things or like colors a certain way. But if it doesn't happen that way, I don't freak out. Because you haven't realized it's pretty weird in there. When you get what you want, it gets pretty weird in there. When you don't get what you want, it's pretty weird in there, isn't it? There's weird in there. You are experiencing the weirdness, aren't you? You're in there experiencing it. It's just weird. That's it. It gets all funky in here. And that's because there's all these ups and downs of different energy flows. So you pause and recognize that I'm just going to, I'm not going to play that game. You just, that's where you, that's the awakening part of the process. You just re- wake up and realize I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to do that. It doesn't work. Great. Where do I go from here? Just as much as you absolutely can, you can neutralize. There's two places you're going to work, right? We've already talked about this. Number one is you're going to work to neutralize the energy. When the mind says, I can't have this happen. This can't be there. And you start getting caught up in there and go, yeah, I can, it can happen. It's neutralizing it. You're just neutralizing the energy in that standpoint. You're just neutralizing. That's great because now you're not going to act from it. So every time the mind, just I want you just to do this, no matter what it says. Remember, you didn't put the thought in there when it says that, like that, like I can't have my wife leave me. I can't have my partner leave me. You didn't necessarily put that in there, just showed up. So then you go, okay, well, what if they did? Then you just say, I'd be fine with it. You don't have to get into it. You just say, I'd be fine with it. I would be okay with it. That's what you're saying. I'd be okay. Because what's, again, what is the alternative? That you're not okay with it? Then you can't handle anything. Imagine if your doctor walked in and said, I can't handle the sight of blood. I, but I need to do this operation on you, but I can't handle the sight of blood. You would probably choose a different doctor, wouldn't you? So that's the same thing. Imagine if I came to you and says, can you handle life, Josh? And you go, well, I can as long as all these things go on. I'm a doctor. I can handle everything as long as there's no blood. And so instead of actually, it doesn't mean when the, when the, dentist, when the doctor goes in there, there's going to be blood. There's going to do that. When you go in life, there's going to be challenges. It's going to be there, but you can handle it. So again, the alternative is, is the mind says, I can't handle something. You say, I can. Or I want this boat. You say, great, I don't need a boat. I need this relationship. I don't need this. Maybe you're married and all of a sudden you walk in and you go, man, if I was married to her, that I'd feel differently. Or if I was married to him, right? I mean, your mind says that everybody's mind says those crazy things. It just does. It's not you. 
think I don't really need that. And you just neutralize it. And you'd be amazed if you just do this every time it does, it shows up, it just starts to calm down. And then you start getting a more sense of it. And it starts to slither things away. So that's your first part. You're neutralizing it. And then the second one is you just get behind the energy altogether. That is the highest form, the highest state, the ultimate teaching, which is you're untethering yourself. You're removing yourself. You're unvelcroing yourself from that energy. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Doesn't mean you don't feel it. It just means that you just never become part of it. And you just see it. So if somebody punched you in the face, you would feel it. Right? If you lost money in that month, you would and you saw that it happened, you'd feel it for a minute or two and you'd move on. That's the difference between a yogi's mind and an average person's mind, is that it doesn't mean that they don't feel it. They feel it for 15 seconds while be somebody's delivering the news and then it's done. Or whatever the case may be that somebody comes in and says, you need to write a checkout this month because you owe money. Great. Maybe it hits you for a second and you, you do what you do, clear it and you take energy and you move on. There's just no more rabbit holes associated with it. So I always kind of go back to what's the alternative? Because people say, I can't, I, I would not be okay if something happened to my kids. Okay, great. So if you keep using that as an affirmation, how are you going to live your life with your kids? You understand how every decision that you're making there is now dictating your life. Because now you're so nervous around everything happening to your kids because you can't handle it, which you keep saying. If something were happening to your kids, therefore you worry about your kids constantly. <laughs> you're like, I couldn't handle if my business went bankrupt. Okay. Well, then now you're going to be fearful no matter what happens, how much money you have all the time that something's going to happen to your business. You just see with these affirmations you're saying that the mind says that you have a need for, that we now, that everything drives our life now from this one need, this one dependency. And there's only a handful of them. Everything else is just the nature of things. Again, 99.99% of things that are happening right this moment as I'm talking, you don't care anything about. And you're in a state of equanimity over it. You're just a stranger, right? A sojourner. In the midst of the qualities of nature it means you're just moving through life as if you have a, a mist to you that just kind of moves like a cloud in and out of the scenes. Hey, before you go today, I want to give a shout out to everyone who has left us a review. It really makes a huge impact and helps us spread the word about our podcast. This review is from ES Dunn. Love to listen to Adam and Hallie's podcast. I'm always inspired and challenged to change and be a better person. Love that. I love the positivity and that they share their successes, how that, and our failures with their listeners. So thank you so much for that review, ES Done. We really look forward to reading these every time they come in. So thanks again. 